Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier is sitting in for Chris Holman on the road well, recording remotely as we all are tended to do so these days as the stay home, stay safe orders are in effect in Michigan. This time around, reaching uh, over the phone lines to the Southfield, Michigan vicinity to Nicholas Camargo, an attorney with Foster Swift, Collins and Smith PC, and they have multiple locations across the state of Michigan. Welcome to the Michigan Business Beat, Nicholas. Thank you, Jeffrey. I actually had a lot planned for today, like moving from one end of my couch to the other, but I'm uh, so happy to be here with you right now and hopefully able to answer some of the questions you might have today. Well, tremendous. And I'll start this interview off just letting the Michigan business community know that May is Elder Law Month. And from a business owner's perspective, the nation's population continues to age. And there are steps that employers have to take to help accommodate employees that may be having difficulty maintaining work productivity as they're having to juggle full-time jobs. In addition, they're taking care of those elderly parents. Specifically for you, Nicholas, this is part two of a series that we are doing with Foster Swift for May. And I'd like to focus on how adult children with their own families and careers can support while helping those aging parents. So I'll let you jump in there on perhaps prioritization. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jeffrey, I have so many clients that ask me this very question. They're always looking for some guidance. What do I need to do? Where do I start? How do I balance this all with my own personal life, my employment, et cetera? And the problem is that caring for your aging parents, unless you've gone through it before, is something that's new to all of us that enter into this area. It's not something that life can adequately prepare us for. It's kind of like the birth of a child, if you think about it. Until you've done it, you don't really know what's going on. We're starting to see more and more resources that can help us. But it's not nearly as focused yet as with some of the other important events in our life, like the birth of your child. Again, I go back to that because my wife made me read uh, Great Expectations, which was a great step-by-step planning book for how to bring a new one into this world. And with the adult and aging population, you're seeing more of that, but people still sort of give me that question, what do I do? And, you know, Jeffrey, to me, I think there's some really important steps that people need to take into account. And the first one may seem a little bit like common sense, but it's to assess what your parents need. Uh, I always tell my clients that communication and organization and a strong, well-thought-out plan are of uh, paramount importance if you're going to help your aging parents. But in order to have a good plan in place, you have to know what they need. You have to look inside to them and say, okay, where are they going to need help the most? This is where a lot of people get really overwhelmed. They just don't know exactly what needs to be done. And I think if you can break it down, assess what areas of your parents' life may need the most help, you'll be able to start to formulate the solution, which includes that communication and the organization and the well-thought-out plan that I sort of referenced earlier. So what does it mean to assess someone's needs? To me, it means having an honest discussion with your parents and looking to see exactly where they may be struggling a little bit or maybe even a lot of it. What's their cognitive health like? Can they process information or are they struggling with analytical thinking? A lot of times you can start to see that, I think we use the term slipping. Is your parents' mind slipping when they're processing information? Are simple things becoming more difficult? If you're starting to know that or notice that, you may realize that they are having some analytical issues that they need exploring. Another need is financial. That's a big one that I get asked all the time. How do I help my parents with their financial needs? Well, some of the first things you need to do is open up that line of communication and ask them, are you guys paying your bills? What types of expenses are you incurring? Has there been any 
anything unusual that's occurred recently. In this day and age, with so many scams and people susceptible to financial abuse, especially the elderly, it's really important to have that line of communication. We need to know what their living situation is like. Do they have a need for 24-hour attendant care, or are they just in need of a little bit more support with mowing the lawn or those type things? Once you start to realize what their needs are, then, Jeffrey, I think you can really start to get a plan. But there's a second step that is just as important as assessing their needs that I always stress to myself, and that's assessing your own needs and your own abilities. This is another pitfall for people, and it makes sense, Jeffrey, if you think about it. We don't want to say no to helping our parents, right? We, we think we can do it all. We take on sometimes more than we can handle because it's our parents, and, and we have to help them. And I encourage my clients when they ask me these questions, I encourage them to think about what they can do. If you really are busy and you've got your own children and you're driving them all around, kind of like the cats in the cradle in that old song, and maybe you don't have that amount of time, then you need to decide. Maybe rather than going and mowing mom or dad's lawn, it's better to get a lawn service. Maybe rather than driving them from medical appointment to medical appointment, it's better to find a uh, medical transportation service. And so I think just as important as knowing what your parents' needs are is knowing what your abilities are and your needs are. And then the third thing before we get into some specifics is communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate. To me, you can't have a successful treatment plan or long-term plan for your elderly parents if you're not communicating. If you're not communicating with them, if you're not communicating with their siblings, if you're not communicating with your own siblings, their children, if you're not communicating with their health care provider, communication is so important. And I'd love for us to all live in this sort of fantasy world where everyone gets along and everyone agrees. It doesn't happen, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be communicating. Even with the quote-unquote black sheep child, you got to reach out because as someone who does a lot of litigation, I handle a lot of the litigation in our firm related to probate needs down here in the Southfield area. I can see oftentimes that a lack of transparency and a lack of communication really causes issues down the line as everyone starts to cope with, gosh, how are we going to take care of mom or how are we going to take care of dad? So to me, those are the first three big steps. Then you obviously have to explore the financial situation, see what they're capable of paying for, what they're going to need assistance for, what they're going to need governmental benefits for. And then with that all in place, get the plan together, devise the plan. And devise it with them, again, that communication aspect. Make sure that they're involved in planning. If it's going to require moving into a nursing home, make sure they're involved in that. Oftentimes, I tell my clients, the younger who may be dealing with these issues with elderly parents, explain to your parents that moving them into a nursing home is something that you want to encourage because it'll help you as the child to better care for your parents. And I think some of that preserves some of their dignity and also makes it easier because you know your parents, just like you're willing to do anything for your parents, they're willing to do anything. I think that's a really good start when people ask me, how do I get started? Where do I go? What is, how do I prioritize the things that need to be taken care of? Certainly, that is a great start. And actually, uh, what I'm going to ask you, Nicholas, is if you can stick around for a second segment, because I've got a few other questions to ask you that pertain to elder law and May's elder law. So we want to get all the story out to the Michigan business community. Will you stick around with me, Nicholas? Absolutely. happy to. All right. We'll be back with more with Nicholas Camargo, uh, attorney with Foster Swift, Collins & Smith PC out of Southfield, Michigan on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Music 